Hello and welcome everyone. Before you actually start listening to the episode, I just wanted to make one thing very clear at the beginning itself and that one thing is that we recorded this episode back in September and it is November now. So it took us almost a month to edit this video and bring this out for you all. So a few things that we talk about might be a little outdated. Uh, for example, we talk about the coronavirus. Uh, and back then the cases in India were still rising whereas now uh, it seems like the curve in India has been flattening. The second thing is also about IPL. We briefly speak about IPL and um, IPL was just announced back then and now we are well into the playoffs. Um, but aside from those two facts, I think everything else is fresh, everything else is new and everything else is equally enjoyable. So I hope you all Keep that in mind while listening to the episode and I hope you'll enjoy the episode. And now for the episode itself. Hey there guys, this is Amish Parmar over here. And this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started. Namaskar. Namaskar, dosto. Namaskar. Yes, so how are you? So I was just thinking about what to answer to this question. If someone asks me, what do I feel? How am I doing? To be honest, I don't really know the answer now. And I don't know why. Why my feelings have gone numb. I don't know how to make sense of everything right now. I'm sure many of us are feeling the same way. It feels as if there is so much to feel. Yet there is nothing to feel. Something on those lines I feel. And also I think that feelings come from human interactions, right? And now that the human interactions have reduced so much and for such a long time, it's just difficult to make sense of everything. And human interaction as in human physical interactions, like we are interacting digitally, at least with our colleagues from work because of the purpose of work from home. But the social interactions that you used to have with your friends and all those things are gone completely digital and I think both of us are kind of people who do not like to interact digitally much. So we just do things that are needed to be done, work related things. But you know, the casual talking, the casual chats, that is not in our uh, cup of tea. Both of us, I think. Right. So for me, I would say, to be honest, I like digital platforms, but it is only when it complements the physical interactions, right? Uh, I think texting has its own advantages. Video call, I don't really, I'm not a fan of. Voice calls, I really hate. Uh, but texting, I think, has a lot of value in it. But that is only when it is complementing physical interactions. When you're having zero physical interactions, I don't think... I mean, because you're 100% of the time either talking on phone, texting or on video call. And it can also get exhausting, right? Because generally when you're speaking to your friends or even your colleagues, there's no screen involved. But now that when we have to speak or contact or communicate, there's always a screen involved. Unless until you're using Bluetooth earphones or something and not looking at your phone while on a voice call. And also I was saying that you were saying, right? Um, that we are still interacting with each other. The case is not that we are not interacting with each other, but the physical interactions have gone. And even though, I mean, you said you gave the example of colleagues, right? You are having calls with people you work with. But I think that that's not equal, right? Because even if you're working with a few people and when you're in the same physical space, there are so many more things to talk about. And I think human touch is also so important. Uh, maybe when you're walking, you will just like hit someone or maybe you're walking and you put your arms around someone's shoulder. Maybe you'll comment on someone's appearance. Maybe you'll comment on someone, how the person is sitting or eating or whatever. So I think there's just so much more opportunities to interact in a physical space. And even if you're not, say for example, um, 
I don't know if our listeners or even you agree with this or have experienced this, but I think many times when you're with your friends, it's okay to just be in the presence of your friends. I mean, it's not needed that you have to speak to each other. You have to constantly be joking around or you constantly have to do something. Maybe sometimes just sitting with your friend in silence also works. That will be damn awkward on a video call. Yeah, that silence works mostly when there's food involved, I guess. No, I don't know. I think <laughs> I can sit in silence by the sea also. Yes, yes, that's true. But uh, I think if food is involved, I think you wouldn't want to talk and you don't want to focus on food, especially if it's your favorite pizzas from Pizza Hut. No, then you'll keep talking about how great the pizza is, right? And you'll keep talking how bad the Domino's (laughs) pizza is. No, I think you wouldn't compare, uh, as in, while you're sitting at Pizza Hut, you wouldn't think about Domino's being bad because the service of Pizza Hut will take care of the bad part. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. That's true. But I have this one question, okay? Ah, yes, How yes. are people going to Lonaola? They have their own vehicles, guys. So, they have private vehicles. They go to they go to Lonaola. Uh, last month, I used to see every day people are putting up their statuses, their stories. Like, they are going on treks, going to waterfalls, going to Lonaola. I don't know why they are doing it. It did me jealous that I am not able to go there. But, uh, yes... Even that question popped up to in my mind, but I think they have their own vehicles and now there is no restriction on transport and traveling. So you get your own vehicle and you can go wherever you want. So I knew that. I mean, I knew they have their own vehicles, <laughs> but the question is, are these guys nuts? Because how can you take such a big risk during a global pandemic? You're just going out on a vacation. So... If a few friends, first of all, a few friends meeting together, say, for example, five people go together, right? And you will see their status. They are drinking alcohol. They are dancing on music, etc., etc. So firstly, you're meeting a few friends of yours, which itself is not that great. But okay, I think some people need it. Okay, some people are having a tough time being at home at all the time. So they do need to see some people. So I can understand that. I remember seeing a few statuses uh, where a few friends will come together in a car and they'll be just drinking alcohol or maybe even talking to each other, uh, listening to music or whatever. So I can understand that because you're, if you're not meeting many people, you're just meeting a few people again and again. I think that that's an okay risk to take. I mean, it's not a zero risk, but it's an okay risk to take. Second level would be you going with them to Lonaula. Again, where you're going in Lonaula also matters. Uh, if you're booking a bungalow of your own and you're staying there for a few days, again, I think that's the next level of risk that I think I could be okay with other people taking. About me, I don't really know. But again, there the risk increases because now you'll be eating food from outside, right? Someone must be baking food over there. Maybe they have already contracted the virus. Or some people who have been living in that bungalow for the last few days, maybe virus has been just left behind by them. So that's again increased risk. So, but I'm okay with these two. Okay, I can understand because some people really need to talk to their friends, meet their friends to have a good mental health or good stability of their mental health. But I have seen some people going on treks. I have seen some people going to the dams, as you said, right? Some dams and waterfalls where they are, uh, I mean, they are just treating the dam or the waterfall or the water reservoir as a water park and they're just diving in there and playing with water, etc. Now that's super risky. Okay, so that's first set of questions I would like these people to answer which I know they are not because they are not answerable to us but in any case that's the first set of questions like do you even understand the amount of risk you are taking 
Second question is, these are generally teenagers. Okay, these are not full-fledged adults, 30 years, 40 years people who are going out there. They're generally teenagers. Okay. Now, how are the parents of these teenagers allowing them to go out? Because the fact that they have their own vehicle and the fact that they can afford such good mobile, such good alcohol, booking such a expensive bungalow, say for example, it means they're wealthy. Okay. They being wealthy, I think it's a safe assumption to make that the people who have made that wealth, which is their parents have some uh, level of rationality and logic in them. How are these parents allowing their children to go on the trip? How are they agreeing to this? So the first set of questions is very, I think it's okay because they are going on a natural trek, going on a waterfall and anyway, there are not going to be many people over there. So okay, that is answerable. But they the were, second, they were. Oh, they, like the they, were, they were crowded, it was crowded kind of. It was not crowded as in a Mumbai local crowded, but there were people around them. And you all are in the same water, right? So it's so easy for the disease to virus to transmit. And the, the, the status is that I have been through, there are like three, four people, like the same group of people and they are going in treks in isolation. So I think four or five people, they go on a trek on a natural tour. Uh, I think that's not a problem. The problem is the second question that you very nicely asked that how are their parents allowing it to? So even I am dumbfolded so as to like my parents don't even allow me to go out for walks for extended periods of time as in like every hour they'll call and tell me to come back but here they are allowing them to go out for days in Lonawala and rent a bungalow and stay there yes that is also one thing that puzzles me and again I think these are fairly smart people okay if you can drive your own car you can book a bungalow I think I mean I'm assuming they are smart enough people and if they are even a little bit smart don't you know that it's okay for us to get virus the people who are young but it's not okay for the parents to get the virus, right? And whenever you're going to come back home, there's such high possibility that you're going to transmit your virus into them and then they are going to have a hard time. Yes, yes, that is true. But I think we have had enough of this virus and negative talk. Let's move ahead to something else. <laughs> you, anyway, you want so to I, want to, I want to end with this, okay? The place where this topic was coming from was that, uh, that I, I saw a meme, okay? The meme said, Tum log ke se ja ho. Tum log adopted ho kya? So I, I found that meme really funny and I think that that's where the topic came from. But yeah, okay, I think we can move on. But 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 that but meme again, I don't know. That meme doesn't make sense because even if they're adopted, it doesn't matter. They are going to come back to home and it's the parents' life that is in more danger compared to their children, right? Right. I mean, they could say, Abhi, vaccine aane ke baad hi tum log ghar mein ho. Tab tak, <laughs> fend for yourselves. <laughs> no, 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 the reason was everyone was serious about the problem because the problem was serious. Why I'm more worried now is it is even more serious now, but people don't really care. So it's even more dangerous. Yes, yes, that is correct. That is true. Cool. But any in any case, if you want. To I think it is, <laughs> it is highly possible that we might be in for a second wave of coronavirus, perhaps because that of all this. That is the problem with India. We, we, we haven't been able to stop the first wave. Where there's no question of second wave. You know, again, another meme I saw on the internet was a master stroke by Modi ji. He has successfully avoided the second wave of coronavirus by not controlling the first one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Makes sense. Let's just forget about everything coronavirus and all. 
I would like our listeners to know that the last episode that we had recorded was I think on 8th of July and today this is the episode when we are recording is 21st of September so we are recording after like 2 and 1/2 3 months and uh, I don't know when this episode is going to come out but the IPL has begun on 19th of September so what are your views on IPL uh, being conducted in these times of global pandemic You know, I was a little nervous before starting this recording because I've just lost touch, man. I don't think I can call myself a professional podcaster anymore because we are just not recording enough to call ourselves that. I mean, our numbers never allowed us to say that anyway. <laughs> But at least we were, we used to record every other week, which gave me the license to say, okay, I'm also a podcaster. But now, after so many years, I think today was the first time when I actually felt a little nervous before pressing that record button <laughs> because it's been such a long time. But coming to your question, IPL. To be honest, I wanted to see. I mean, I wanted to watch the first episode. Uh, Chennai. versus mumbai it's always interesting to watch these two teams play but yesterday i had some other meeting could not watch that match but then at the end i came to know that chennai won so i was glad that i did not watch the match anyway <laughs> um but what are my views on the ipl being conducted i think it's a good thing because again you know many people are just under the false hope that the vaccine is going to come by december january at the most march but there's no guarantee i mean i would love to have the vaccine say in december but there's no guarantee right for example the vaccine which was given out in russia the russia's minister is coming out and saying that one out of every seven people who are taking the vaccine are showing side effects which means that particular vaccine has failed that vaccine was anyway criticized by scientists all over the world for skipping many important trials but i think it's a false hope that everyone has that it is, things are going to be okay say for example 6 months 7 months or at the most one year down the line but there's no guarantee so i think you need to move ahead so i think is a positive thing because firstly i think i like ipl secondly it just gets the economy running right i mean ipl is such a huge deal in india and our economy is in a really bad shape so i am hoping ipl provides for a lot of jobs um, i know that it's not happening in india it's happening in some other place so many of the jobs are lost in that way also but i think that Overall, it's a positive sum game. There are a few people who have got jobs because of IPL in India itself. So it's good for the economy, I think, and I think it's great for entertainment as well, right? Many people are still not going to work. Many people need entertainment, and IPL is great entertainment. I don't think so. It has affected much on the job side, but it has been proven to be a very good morale booster because at times, at least, especially grandparents or uh, aged people. they are like practically been jailed for all these months and ipl and cricket is one of the things that has united our country a lot of times and as always have so like ipl is a very good thing that they are doing and they are taking uh, necessary precautions for it as well so i think that's a very good move to conduct the ipl and not in india but in uh, dubai where the population density is less and also they are not allowing any audience so that is also a good thing obviously they were like i think there might have been some strict rules of no audience but yeah that's the thing and even i think as a cricketer it might feel very odd to go to a match and play with an empty stadium so generally test matches have an empty stadium these days but an ipl match having an empty stadium like no one would have ever imagined that and another thing that came out with the ipl is this uh, legal betting or what do you call that the dream 11 app is there where you can bet on mm-hmm. players and dream 11 is such a big app that it has become the official sponsor for uh, ipl 
so just imagine how much money it would have been making and it is making still and uh, apart from dream 11 there have been so many new apps who are also getting into this online betting thing so what are your opinions on this uh, online betting kind of thing or about uh, betting on uh, this uh, ipl which is legal by the way so firstly i wanted to make a, a comment which is not related to this topic so whenever i see around uh, i just see people just going about their lives really normally say for example i had recently gone to early for some work and i went through dadar right so in dadar i could see so many people shopping out there no social distancing no one really seems like they really care about what's going around in this world so whenever i see that i have two thoughts okay first thought is these people are idiots and they don't have any logic or rationale nor do, do they have any will power to stay at home because they know it's dangerous or maybe a few of them really don't know but most of them know it's dangerous and even then they are choosing to come out and go about their lives normally that's the first thought second thought is also okay because these people have come out so many of the small businesses have started started getting business right say for example there is this one sariwala and that sariwala must be employing two three workers right in his or her shop so those people are getting employment now the business is started running once the business starts running they can the owners can give salaries to their workers so it's also helping the economy so i'm always confused what should really my response be should i feel good about this or should i feel bad about this because uh, to be honest i'm sure some families must be going through very difficult times because of the financial crunch many of them are out of work even if they are going to work they are not getting salaries because the business is not doing well etc etc i'm always in this dilemma okay so again answering to your previous question what do i feel about IPL starting i think IPL involves very few people right there are just 11 players in a team 11 into 10 so 100 100 150 players only they are at risk and i think that can be managed well if you test regularly if you take all precautions etc so very less risk or the risk is not less but risk is to a very few people but the economic gains are very high so yeah that's it that's my off topic comment coming to your question firstly i think i mean i thought that betting was illegal was i wrong for example if you remember the movie jannat right so in the movie jannat the hero is betting on the cricket matches and he is arrested for that so from what i knew at least betting was illegal right betting is still Ill- illegal so actually recently uh, there is this uh, podcast channel which you introduced me to which is called freakonomics and they had released an episode on sports gambling so i recently listened to that episode and it just shows how sports gambling has evolved through the years especially in the states but now it has been a part of india as well uh, especially since the last couple of ipls so last 2 3 years has not gained that much traction but this year it is just off the charts because people anyways do not have anything to do and if you have friends and obviously you have friends but if you talk to people you will realize is that you have a cricket expert in every other family or every other house in your building or in your locality so everyone thinks that they are an expert and so this uh, this gives an opportunity to them to test their expertise and so even friends they are like they argue ki aaj kohli zyada marega aur aaj dhoni zyada marega something on those lines so then they give the statistics so as to why they think so and so this also becomes a way to prove themselves among their friends <laughs> ki okay who is better or who is a right. more better cricket expert okay it's so it's not about it's not it's not about 
proving that you're the cricket expert or you're better than the other person it's more about the next time you meet you can say tere ko bola tha na tere ko bola tha na dekh wahi chua it's all so, about that one moment so that that's it na that's tere ko bola tha na that means ha ki i am better than you in some ways na yeah fair fair <laughs> but it's not about the expert wala comparison it's more about that moment that i said so हाँ करेक्ट सो दैट्स दैट बट इट इज ऑलवेज बेटर इफ यू कुड मेक सम मनी विथ इट राइट सो दैट्स वाई आई थिंक स्पोर्ट्स गैम्बलिंग हैज बीन अ मेजर पार्ट एस्पेशली इन दिस आई पी एल एंड आई थिंक इट इज लीगल बिकॉज आई डोंट डू इट माई सेल्फ बट माई फ्रेंड से दैट यू हैव टू पे सम थर्टी परसेंट ऑफ योर विनिंग्स एज टैक्स सो सिंस इट इज टैक्सेबल इट इज लीगल राइट सो So maybe I think if you're doing it amongst your friends and you're not paying any tax, then I think it becomes illegal, and that's why it's such a big problem. Yeah, got it. So yeah, I think to be honest, even when I watched that movie called Jannat, and when I did not know uh, whether it's legal or illegal, I just assumed it's illegal. I always wondered why is betting on a match really illegal? Say for example, there are two players playing in say for example Kolkata, and I'm here sitting in Mumbai, and I'm betting. with my friend whether which which team will win i could never figure out what is the problem of the government with that obviously if if it gets too serious and people start fixing matches obviously that's a problem but if fixing is controlled i think it should perfectly all right to bet to be honest you are betting so many things these days i've heard you are buying individual stocks which i have told you not to so that's also gambling <laughs> so i have no problem with gambling I, i just think it's dangerous that's why you should not buy individual stocks but yeah, i i'm perfectly okay with uh, gambling i think it's a lot of fun see i personally feel gambling is a lot of fun and uh, i was very very happy and i enjoyed myself when i went to goa just before the lockdown this year so i got really lucky and there i have been to goa i guess this was my fourth time but i have never been to a casino because the other three times i have always been with my family and so the chances of you going to a casino with your family is very very less but this time i went with my friends so i went to a casino and obviously casinos are known for gambling so i had a very amazing time over there and it's <laughs> it's, it's i think it's very fascinating you will go there and even though you do not have any idea about how to play the game you will still want to bet on it there is a very simple game called 7 up 7 down have you heard about it 7 yeah. up 7 down so generally when i i was in bsc like we both of us were in bsc i used to go to these uh, college fests so all different colleges have their fests even somaya used mm-hmm. to have one so this 7 up 7 down game used to be there in almost all the fests so the game is very simple there is a pack of cards and you just have to draw one card and you have to bet whether it will be 7 up or 7 down so whether the number will be okay. more than 7 or less than 7 Got it's it. just like tossing Got a it. coin but the odds are a little different but very easy game to understand right Got it. yeah so i think even that simple of a game which is totally on luck it has nothing to do with your skill level but still this is very exciting for me and but obviously you go to a casino there are a lot of games and many of them gambling games do require some skill level and it is not 100% luck it is 98% luck but even your skill level makes a lot of difference over there so the point of this is i find gambling exciting and i think everyone finds gambling exciting at some level or the other yeah it's fun it's fun right have you experienced gambling or 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 any sort of gambling Hmm, I don't remember, but I think I mean for example, okay, this is a very old memory, okay, super super old memory. So when you go to Mathiran, 
there are these stalls right yes uh, yes even, yes yes yeah even even general fairs which happen in sain and all or even in, in the ground which is in front of my house sayadri wherever there are small small fairs there will be these games based on luck and obviously those all of those games are rigged but i remember when i was small i think maybe i'll be in fourth grade third grade or something and i used to just ask my father to give me 10 bucks uh, and i used to go and play it and obviously it was rigged so i would never win so i, I used to pay 10 rupees and in return i used to get a chocolate worth of 5 rupees but i knew that if i did get to that one particular corner with that ball i am going to gain a big toy out of that and i never won that but i used to play that again and again so i mean i think that's the most memorable experience with gambling because that was gambling right i am just trying out my luck so yeah i mean i think yeah another memory which i had is there is this game called loco so this is not based on luck this is a little more but there was money involved look okay? and money just makes things very much more interesting so loco is a game where they ask i think every day at 8 pm they will ask you ha, ha, set of five ha, questions i remember yes 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 ha ha yeah so when i came to know about this and surprisingly i came to know about this from the topper of my classroom okay msc physics topper he had studied physics from stephens college and all very smart so he told me about this app and i think he got to know it from one of his friends who was studying in nit kurukshetra and we were in nit nagpur so in nit kurukshetra they were playing this day and night okay <laughs> and they had had strategies so in nit kurukshetra which is a national institute of technology one of the second class engineers so to speak study there the first class always go end up at iits so every evening in that particular nit i don't know if it's kurukshetra or calicut i'm confused but anyway some nit okay so all these post graduate students are going to assemble and they're going to play it together so you will be asked five questions okay and if you answer all five questions correctly you will get some money and the amount of money that you get it depends upon how many people got all questions correct so if all people get all questions correct you're not going to get any money okay but if only one person gets all five question correct then they are going to get a huge amount say around 10000 15000 just for answering five questions then they are all multiple choice so anyway the chance of you succeeding for every question is 1 by 4.25 or 25% but that's for one question so what we used to do was every evening 8 o'clock we'll meet some five six friends and we'll start playing it together okay and uh, if someone actually knows the answer they're going to say it out loud okay that's the answer and everyone will press the same button at the same time and uh, if no one knows the answer then we'll just pick okay you will put a you will put b you will put c you will put d so on and so forth we used to decide that first itself uh, before starting the game and that's how we used to try and get at least one person to win the prize money and i don't know did we have a rule of splitting the earnings i'm i'm not really sure but i do remember we won two three times and it was a lot of fun some of you won a couple of times so like how much did they win i think once it was 80 rupees that's all i remember so that that's the point right it's not about the money 80 rupees is nothing to be honest for most of the people there but it's not the amount that makes it fun i think it's the fact that you win and when you win using a strategy i think that's just the cherry on the cake so it makes it a lot of fun yes yes i remember playing this game just once and the fun part is it is that you just have i, I guess 8 to 10 seconds to answer there's this pressure of uh, answering it very quickly or you'll run out of time so that's your version of gambling and the most uh, amazing version of gambling that i've recently discovered is the stock market <laughs> 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 but I, I also used to play this game okay it was some online game it was basically a poker game but no real money was involved and i remember that some point of time i was really addicted to that game i used to play that game day and night although it was just virtual money which was of no value 
no no even though it was of no value i think uh, even this uh, game which recently got popular ludo even it has some currency thing where you can buy some stickers or something like which has no value as such but still it is fun and it is like it is a good to boast that okay i have so much coins and generally mm-hmm. these games are linked with facebook so your friends can mm-hmm. see so among your friends you can say that okay i have the most coins among my friends something on those lines so what i found fun about the market is that mutual funds are good amazing obviously and i still invest in mutual funds but market is this fun like multiplied by a thousand times so it's so fun like i don't know i'm not getting words so as to describe but it's it was very it was it was it is addicting but it, it is more exciting than it is addicting i was just surprised that obviously i knew what the stock market was but i had no idea about trading or anything so whenever i just look at the figures on the stock market just browsing and within seconds it changes like anything so i didn't uh-huh. knew it is possible to for it to change within seconds so it's i think i find it very exciting to monitor but it's fun obviously it is uh, addicting as well so i have invested a lot of money in uh <laughs> stock yet but it it is fun against my advice i do not advise <laughs> any of my listeners to invest in stock market through individual stocks i always advise through mutual funds invest through mutual funds correct so here you are taking away the fun part of it na that's true like, but obviously if, it is I... it is more like it is less risky more rewarding in the long run but sometimes you need to take risks and obviously individual stocks are risky no doubt about that but i think if you know the market know the market as in study the market or get some idea about it i think you can still earn a good amount of money and this is obviously a passive income right this is not your main source of income you are not a trader you are an investor there's a difference between that right so firstly i i don't think i'm in the stock market to have fun i am in the stock market to make money so if i don't have any fun that's perfectly all right as long as i'm making good amount of money that's my first point second point is you said it's okay if you study the market to be honest uh, there was a research done i think in uh, us okay in the us stock market so there are two types of funds right one is actively managed funds what is actively managed funds basically mutual funds ko jo manage karte right they will get everyone's money for example if i invest money in a mutual fund that fund manager is going to get that money and that fund manager is going to then decide okay if i have collected say 10 crores of rupees where will i invest should i invest in hdfc bank or icici bank or this particular pharmaceutical company so on and so forth so a research was done okay so this was first type of funds second type of fund is index fund okay so what is index fund top 100 or top top 50 whatever number you choose you invest in those companies and that's it you don't have to use your brain at all whichever are the top 50 top 30 top 100 companies you blindly invest in them okay so that's the second type of fund so these are not actively managed fund iska jo fund manager hoga he does not have to he or she does not have to use his or her brain they just have to do a mechanical job okay so research was done in the us stock market that 90% of actively managed funds do poorly than index funds what what does this mean is if a manager and generally the fund managers are highly skilled okay and highly experienced these people get mbas from top universities of the world these people have tens and tens of years of experience and this is their job right they are doing this 16 hours a day so you can't beat their expertise but even if such expert people are handling funds they cannot make more profit than an index fund jisme kuch dimag nahi lagana padta right 
the conclusion you should take out of this is managing funds or deciding where to put money, where you should not put money, when to put money and when you should take them out. It's just too damn difficult to predict and very very few people in this world can do that do it correctly even after having all this experience all this education etc etc so basically how much ever you study the market unless and until you're one in a crore one in a million one in 10 million people you won't be able to make a lot of profit out of the stock market and someday you're going to just lose everything so th that's the takeaway. So if you think you know the market, you don't know the market. So basically, you're just gambling. And if you really want to gamble, there's no difference between you gambling with buying stocks or you gambling by going into a casino. So obviously, I would prefer gambling by going into a casino. That is much preferable, but that in current situations and in Mumbai is not possible. And obviously, casinos are very expensive. So that is not preferable. But I, I think you had me in your first sentence as well that you are in the stock market to make money and not have fun. So I think I'm here to have fun. And if I'm able to make money, that is well and good. But if I'm losing money, well... We all have a good day and a bad day, right? So it's yeah, okay. If you're okay with losing money to have that fun, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, it's an experience and I'm not claiming that I know the market. Of course, no one does and least of all person, I who just browse through a couple of app and some news for uh, say half an hour, one hour a day since last uh, couple of weeks. I'm not claiming to be a market expert, but it's just, I think I find it fun and fascinating and obviously... There is a lot of risk involved, of course, but I think the fun that I'm having outweighs the risk. But obviously, I know this is not going to last forever. Someday in the future, I'm going to get bored with it. But it's, it's, I think it's something new for me and something new is almost always exciting. By the way, do you know what is an IPO? I think you do know what's an IPO. But you have never invested individual stocks ever. So maybe you... I used to, not. I used to. You used to, but... You do not. Yeah, no. IPO is initial public offering, right? So whenever a new yeah, company correct. is listed for the first time on the stock market, that is known as an IPO if I'm not wrong. Yes. So I find IPO like literally lottery tickets, which the companies are handling out. You know, there is a very famous quote in the Bollywood cinema and our friend Herschel likes to use it a lot as well. <laughs> this is does din paisa double. Even better than that. It does not happen always though. <laughs> it doesn't happen always, but I am very fascinated about the IPO concept only. So the IPO concept is you obviously told it, but let me go into a little bit more detail. So when a company gets listed on the stock market, they release a certain amount of shares for public to buy. So you and I are retail investors who can buy in small amounts, but they also release shares. So they have this quota, ki, okay, retail investors can buy this percentage of shares, big companies, other companies who want to invest, they can buy this percentage of shares. So for retail investors, the minimum amount is always near 15,000 and it is a fixed lot. So they will release the data and they say that, okay, if you want to buy, you'll have to buy minimum 100 shares and they'll cost around 15,000 rupees. So it obviously doesn't happen a lot, but the recent, most recent IPO, uh, Happiest Minds, it is a computer uh, IT company. The shares, if you bought it with an IPO, it was at, uh, I think, 126 rupees. But when it got listed in the stock market, it came out to be around 340 rupees. So initial listing only, it was 340 rupees. So just imagine you invest 15,000 rupees and within 10 days, you get 
35,000 for that. Don't you find that very tempting? But it's the other way around as well, right? Even if you, I mean, yes, the other yes. way around could be if you put 10,000 in it and the next, what not, you don't even have to wait for 10 days. Even the very next day, that value could come down to say 2,000 and you've lost 80% of your money that you invested. So that is also no, 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 a possibility. No, no, this no, is, this is not a possibility. As in for an IPO, you have to wait for 10 days. But that is also possible that for an IPO, you invest 15,000 because that is the amount you have to invest. And then it gets listed and it gets listed at say half of it. So you lose 7,500 as well. But the fun part here is that not everyone gets an IPO. So IPO is literally a lottery ticket. It is like luck. If you get lucky, you get an IPO. If you don't get lucky because there are so many people who are interested in this uh, opportunity to invest. So I think there's the fun part that you apply for an IPO and if you are really lucky, you'll get it. And if you are even more lucky, you will get your money doubled or at least uh, increased by 50%. So it's, I think, fascinating. The IPO I remember is, I think, Cafe Coffee Day. I think five, six years earlier, uh, CCD was listed on the stock market. And I was considering, should I be investing in the IPO of CCD or not? But then I remembered I don't really like the coffee given by Cafe Coffee Day. So I just did not. And that was the time when I was investing into individual stock. So like what made you stop investing in individual stock? Oh, uh, I think majority of my investing strategy, you could call the entire strategy of mine with respect to stock market comes from this one particular podcast episode from Freakonomics. Okay, in that there is, I think this one professor, which they call on the show and he has come up with 10 rules for saving money. Okay, not really investing, but how should you save money? So you have just given 10 small pointers. So what happened was this person, I'm guessing, I'm not really sure. I have very bad memory. This person was looking for easy steps or ways in which he could save money for his or her retirement. And he read many books, the self-help books, investing books, so on and so forth. And he did not find them useful. Or rather, I think he was talking to one of his friends. And uh, what, what happened was he realized all these books are just big, long essays. And the real crux of those particular books can be fitted on one small card. Okay, so the friend said, okay, if, you, if you're claiming that, then he gave him a card, he handed him a card and he just told him to put everything down on this particular card and that will be it. So that person did put everything which he had read in all those books on one particular small piece of paper. How much should you invest? How much should you save? Which type of insurance to take? Should you take insurance? Should you not take insurance? So on and so forth. So he put it on a postcard and uh, then he put it on the internet and it became famous that, okay, all you need to do to have a good financial health of whatever wealth you have is follow these few rules. So one of those rules was you should not invest in stocks. That I think was my first light bulb which came into my mind. And the second one was, I think again, it's a podcast by Freakonomics. And it was about this only, the fact that I told you about the research, right? That most of the actively managed funds, they are not able to make more profit than simple index funds. Index funds, it's very simple and straightforward and it's very cheap, right? When you put money in a fund, which is actively managed by a manager, you have to give some fee to the manager as well. But if you put it in index funds, there is no management ka fee. Whatever money you put, all of them is invested. So index funds generally make more money than actively managed funds. So I think these two things make the basis of my investment strategy that I will never invest in individual stocks and I will stick to safe options in mutual funds as well. No, but I still find stock market very fascinating and uh, let's see what happens. As long as I'm having fun, it's okay. But I don't hmm. want to go deep down and uh, lose a lot of money. <sighs> let's see. Let's see what the future holds. Cool. 
so we started with ipl no we started with uh, lonavla then we came to ipl then gambling and the most famous form of gambling stock markets 